Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today we're taking a trip to September 25th of 1967 with The Doors and their second album, Strange Days. Now, this album, much like the first album, is one where the mono mix was out of print for a very long time, and as a result, it was very much up for debate as to the validity of this mix. I found various comments about whether it being a fold down, partial fold down, completely dedicated mix, and honestly, going through it, it's very hard to tell. Sometimes things are very close, and sometimes things do have distinct differences. But I feel like I've managed to come to a somewhat decent conclusion as we go through. And as a result today, I hope to really demonstrate whether you should be listening to the mono mix of this album, the stereo mix of this album, and which you should pick up, be that digitally, on LP, or however you so desire. Obviously, individual pressing sound qualities will differ, so I won't cover that here today but the mix itself really offers up its own take on the sound of this now very popular album. And today, we will be going through it track by track as we always do. Of course, if you're a fan of The Doors, you'll probably already have heard my look at the first album, The Doors, of course, where the mono mix was definitely a dedicated mix through and through, but had a number of flaws that really detracted from the overall sound, though certainly it did have some benefits as well. Here, the flaws that were present in the previous mono mix are all but absent apart from a slightly muddled EQ, but the distortion present within the tracks of the mix is completely absent by comparison, making this far more listenable on headphones, certainly. We also get a few more things that add a little bit of extra flavour here, most notably the use of extra tracks rather than just the three track present on the previous album, and some synths and keyboard sounds coming into the mix that are absent on the previous album, and we'll hear a little bit of that straight away on the first track, and we might as well get right into that now. Of course, that track is the title track of the album, Strange Days. And overall, the mixes are somewhat similar, but the main difference comes across in the clarity, and this is something that is the same for the rest of the album. Right off the bat, one can see the mono lacks the clarity of the stereo in all elements, but most notably the drums and the vocals, which appear higher in the mix in stereo even if they are not, due to the extra boost, mostly in the higher end of the EQ frequency range. I am using the masters here from the 50th anniversary set for a little bit of consistency, and overall the stereo is definitely brighter, but if there's a lack of brightness in the mix itself, this will shine through as well, and it's very clear. Let's hear a section of the track now, starting with the mono and then opening out to the broader frequency spectrum of the stereo. Strange days have found us Strange days have tried us down Into stereo They're going to destroy What's really notable about this track is the use of the Moog, or Moog, synthesizer for the filtering of the lead vocal. And one might think, because it sounds very similar, 
that this is a fold as the very fact that the vocal i guess well no the free the way it fluctuates with the filtering really sounds similar between the two mixes but there's definitely a few things that give it away as being a true mono mix. Certainly if you fold the stereo, the drum echo just feels a little bit different and certainly not everything's the same. But at 48 seconds into the track, the filtering on the vocal, especially with the echo that mixes in with that, definitely feels just slightly different. Although again, this could be EQ. It is very hard to tell. And I'll be saying that a lot of the times on this album. Let's highlight this section now, as it's certainly the one with the most difference out of the whole track. We'll hear it first in stereo, and then again in mono. And again in mono. We Next is track two, Your Loss, Little Girl. And overall, the same EQ issues seem to apply, but on further inspection, the mono does appear in this case to be a fold down. The stereo does sound different, but this is just due to the clarity. The actual balance is the same, and playing with the EQ on my end, I certainly was able to get something a little closer to the stereo. It has been said that the fold downs on this album are clever fold downs, with the use of independent EQ on the channels to filter things a little bit differently, as well as a heavy use of compression throughout on the mono mix to really bring things together rather than sounding like a classic fold down. And certainly this sounds true when one listens to it. Let's start with the stereo and then fold in to the mono. that you know what to do to mono. Impossible, yes, but it's true. The following track, Love Me Two Times, for me at least, has the same results as the previous track. It's a fold down with the same EQ and compression applied to trick the listener into thinking it's a dedicated mono mix. Start with the stereo and fold into the mono. Love me two times, girl. Now, here's where things manage to get interesting. The next track is Unhappy Girl, and this is most certainly a dedicated monomix for a couple of reasons we'll discuss as we go through. The first thing I want to point out is that the lead guitar appears to be mixed louder in mono and there's a percussion track throughout that does appear to be absent in the stereo mix, mostly overdubbed into the mono mix and left out the stereo mix, kind of like the mono mix was done later with the idea of it being a potential single. What we're going to do is highlight a section of the verse before the solo where you can hear the distant hand claps in the mono mix and obviously can't hear them in the stereo mix which then goes into the solo which is obviously louder as I said in the mono mix. This percussion track changes throughout the track and a key example of this is in the solo from about 1 minute 15 there's a very strange percussive sound that's only heard in the mono. It appears there's some echo but also some flanging going on in it and it's certainly an interesting effect and I think it does add to the track but it's one that, I don't know, 
seems a little out of place at the same time. Let's hear it first in mono with the hand claps and the louder guitar and again in stereo with those hand claps absent and the guitar at a lower volume. Again in stereo. Melt yourself today. You are caught in a prison of your own And then at the outro, the tambourine and hand claps are certainly very different. Let's hear this first in mono and then move into the percussively absent stereo. Unhappy girl, fly fast away. Into stereo. track that I don't plan on listening to again, Horse Latitudes, is once again another fold, quite simply easy peasy. I mean the kind of spacey sounds in the intro are out of phase in the mix and kind of gently cancel out in the mono and this difference is present if you fold the stereo as well. Just for the sake of this, we'll start with the stereo and fold into the mono. Awkward instant and the first animal is jettisoned. Seriously pumping their stiff green gallop and heads bob up into mono. Delicate us consent in mute nostril agony. And finishing up side one of the album is Moonlight Drive. Now this is a very strange one. In my mind, it's potentially another fold, but the mono has a heck of a lot of added compression to the overall sound of the mix. The fade starts later, and there's some real heft in the outro of the track. The EQ difference also brings the cymbals right down in the mono by comparison. What we'll do is start with the stereo and move into the mono where things really beef up, compress, and distort a bit as well. And here's a bit of the track that really shows that it's not actually a fold. At the end, there is extra vocal reverb in stereo, while the mono has a slightly longer fade and dry vocals. Let's hear it first in stereo, and then again in the drier and slightly longer mono.
and again in mono. People Are Strange opens up side two, and being a single from the album, you'd expect this to be a dedicated mix. Once again, if you do fold the stereo and give it that gentle EQ to match, it is very close to the mono and potentially a fold, but I think here we're looking at a dedicated mix due to the fact there are some potential slight differences. The muted guitar track is the main example I'll be using here, and the first point of this is at 35 seconds it's very low in mono, but remains clear in stereo. Again, it does get pretty buried if you fold the track. Let's hear it first in stereo, and then again in mono. And again in mono. During the solos, this also disappears, most notably in the piano solo at 1 minute 30. In the guitar solo, of course, it kind of mixes in with it and is really hard to discern as a result. But in the piano, this obviously isn't so much of an issue. Let's hear it first in stereo and then again in mono. Again in mono. Now here's a track that's most certainly a dedicated mix, My Eyes Have Seen You, as it appears to use a different take for the bass. Either there's multiple takes on different tracks on the multi-track, or at different mix down points they overdubbed a different one, I'm not too sure. But either way, it's certainly a better bass take in the stereo mix, making one assume that the stereo is certainly the one that was intended to be sought out by the listener. What we'll do is hear that intro first. We'll hear it in the cleaner stereo first, and then again in the rougher mono. And again in mono. Overall, in the main body of the track, the EQ once again changes the overall tonality of the different parts greatly, and here the stereo seems to run notably faster by comparison. We'll start the stereo and move into the mono. Into mono. Now the outro of the track is another big difference. It's much more compressed and distorted in mono, and mixed quite differently. Jim fades out earlier in the mono mix while the band carries on, but then the final fade out is earlier than in the stereo. 
By comparison, Jim continues right to the end of the fade-out in stereo, which ends later, as I said. Let's hear this whole thing, first in stereo, and then again in the more uncommon mono. And again, in mono. Before we get to the grandiose final track, we have I Can't See Your Face, and this is quite simply another fold as far as I can tell. This features some compression and EQ to match this, and certainly feels like it follows the same traits as the tracks I noted this for earlier on. We'll start with the stereo and fold down to the mono. Into mono. Now, our closing track, The Grandiose When the Music's Over, is one that's a little uncertain. Certainly, this being essentially just a live take and nothing more leaves it very open to very little difference. And overall, it does sound very much like a fold, but there's a couple of slight differences that make me believe that there's potential for a dedicated mix here, but at the same time, this could be some little trickery used on the fold down of the stereo mix. I won't do an overall body difference here just because there's so many different sections to the track that this wouldn't really be honorable, but there's a couple of sections we're gonna look at. First of all, eight minute 10, Jim's scream sounds louder in a folded stereo when compared with a folded mono. Certainly the waveform does indicate that this is different, but again, EQ can really play a big part here, as well as compression during the fold. The guitar seems to stand out more in stereo by comparison with the mono. We'll hear it first in mono, and then again in stereo, where this leaps out by comparison. No! And again, in stereo. And then, not too long later, at 8 minutes 45, Jim's scream sounds louder in a folded stereo when compared with a folded mono. Certainly the waveform does indicate that this is different, but again, EQ can really play a big part here, as well as compression during the fold. Let's hear this first in mono, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. Save us! 
with that, we come to the end of our look at the second album by The Doors, Strange Days. Overall, I find the monomix of this album to be a bit of a mixed bag. As we said, there's a number of folds here. There are some dedicated mixes, but even those, for the most part, sound very close to a folded version of the stereo. And the EQ difference really does take away from the sound. In stereo, it's got a much more natural frequency range and is far more pleasing to the ears. And overall, I would lean more towards this. The percussion track addition on Unhappy Girl certainly feels like it's a little more fleshed out. But ultimately, you can get that on the flip side of, I believe, People Are Strange. And as a result, I would be happy with a beautifully pressed stereo version of the album, most likely the analog productions cut of it, though certainly I'm sure there's some other great ones as well, and that single in question, as that would bring together everything I feel I would desire for the mixes for this album. But certainly I could understand why you'd be after the mono version of this album. The feel is slightly different, that extra compression and punch does change the flavour just a little bit, even if it's a bit artificial at the same time. Either way, it's been interesting going through this album trying to discern what's what. This is certainly a point where mono mixing is a bit more of an afterthought, but at the same time there's definitely some techniques here, but certainly not in the same way that it once did earlier on in the 60s. And for that reason alone, I'm going to recommend the stereo over the mono, but your own tastes are all that matters. If you want a bit more from The Doors, this Sunday on Mixology on 45, I'll be comparing the mono promo mix with the Stereo LP mix of Hello, I Love You, Won't You Tell Me Your Name, over on Mixology on 45 at the Patreon. The link to this can be found down in the show notes, and there's plenty of other episodes of Mixology on 45, as well as the other shows over there too, giving you plenty to sink your teeth into, so please take a look and sign up if you so desire. Outside of that though, you can reach out to me at backtomonoradio at gmail.com as well as at hypnoticfred on Instagram. We have a couple of other links down in the show notes below for things like a Facebook group and whatnot. But above all, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to you for listening to the show. And remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day. Moonlight, Moonlight, You're out. Right.